Hello, you paint sniffers. Welcome to Scry's Syndrome TV podcast. I'm your host, Ben Gilman. It's always welcome back. I'm joined, as always, by a woman who's now trying to make the 101 the new 100. It's Helen Carnes. I don't need to try anything. It is the new 100. Yeah, this is your 100th. We're just going to redo it again, and just hopefully this time it will go better. How have you been? Uh, welcome back. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, I'm really sorry I missed last week. I was very unwell. Nobody likes the sound of people sniffing and coughing, so it's probably best that I wasn't there. But I did miss you guys. Well, and I was, I was thinking about you, even though I was fast asleep. That's great. That's what most our podcast does most of the time anyway, from what I've heard. No, I'm joking. Um, welcome back. It's good to have you back. Thank you. And um, we're back with the K-pop enthusiast, Tara Chloe. Hello. It looks like she's not quite awake yet. Yes. I think you need uh, some coffee. You wish to be peppy halfway through the podcast. You seem to come alive. Maybe. I'm eating for my breakfast. Yeah. Make that breakfast, yo. The way you come alive soon enough. Just need to stick some Red Bull in your veins and just inject it into the veins and you'll be ready to go. She was a wreck. And as you know, Ty is the titty man expert, but I've just found out T- Troy Salmon is a muscular titty man. T- yes. Enthusiast. The yes. Arnold, the Arnold yes. classic. He likes yes. muscles in his ladies, apparently. Yes, there we go. There Troy Salmon. Go. Yes, I'm here, guys. I'm here. I've fixed the guns, you know. I've fixed the guns real quick. You would, you meet, would you like me and Helen to walk away so you two can talk about titties for the next hour? It was a time in my life where I was actually hench, you know. Things <laughs> happen. Go ahead, go on, then. Serious, like you, I, used to, you, I used you, to... you were hitting the weights here, Helen. Yeah, yeah, I used to some serious lifting. Okay. Yeah, I used to do body pump for fun. Oh, snap. I did some lifting earlier. I lift, I picked up the remote control, turned the TV on, put it back down. Hard work. Also, we used a pen earlier. Getting the guns going, baby. <laughs> Mightier than the sword. Mightier than the sword. Um, oh, yeah, I'm just going to kick off. I've just got some news. Russian Doll 2 is coming in April. Oh, I mean, I'm happy because I love Russian Doll season one on Netflix. So. Oh, Russian Doll? I think you said Russian Doll. Russian Doll. Russian Doll. It's a very um, good- I really enjoyed that series, actually. Yeah, I'm excited because it dropped out of nowhere. I don't even know they, they knew they, they were doing a second season. And because of the pandemic, I'm guessing they delayed it. But it dropped a couple of days ago on Netflix. So I'm excited and uh, I'm pumped for it because I, 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 I spoke about it for like 20 minutes last time. How much I love that show. So I've never seen it it's really good. It's a good show. It's really clever. Yeah. Another director was always going around saying, oh, this is a great show, Russian Doll. And I was like, I've never got around to watch this. Are you yeah, guys either, either going to love or hate the main character? Guys, check it out. No, somebody got McDonald's. Oh, in. someone's got a McDonald's. What have we got? What have we got? <laughs> oh, McDonald's. Yep. Delivery. 
I'm sure the listeners will love hearing about it. Um, what have you got in your? What have you got? Um, fancy abroad, McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. I've got a hash brown and a chicken McMuffin breakfast delivery. A chicken McMuffin. Oh my goodness. Um. It's better than the sausage McMuffin, actually. Yeah. McDonald's, can you make this happen? Well, we have a chicken Big Mac now. The chicken Big Mac was a work of art, but I would quite like a chicken McMuffin. That sounds amazing. I might amazing. have to try that with the, uh, over the weekend. Uh, yeah, we'll need a Big Mac Something quite decadent about eating chicken and an egg in the same sandwich. Yeah. Like, I had a Big Mac last week. I was like, yo, this is nice. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Big Mac, baby. Big Mac, baby! Okay, so we're just going to get Drag Race out of the way and just kick it and shoot. Okay. <laughs> I think it was waiting. It was waiting for Do you know what? Do you know what? I ain't mad. I quite Let's like that it. finale. Blue High Ranger deserves it, I think, at the last four. Absolutely did. But I knew, like, as soon as it was down to Blue Hydrangea and um, Mohart, I knew there was no way they were going to have him in American win this. Like... Like Mohar is—it's not going to be good for Mo to win a holiday to her house. No, <laughs> it's a shit price. And all he spent, and all he spent, just a trip to Hollywood where you live. Yeah, no. So I'm—I'm I'm really glad it was blue. I'm not sure if I enjoyed like Juju B being put through the ringer like that. I think it was all for like a storyline. I'm not sure. Like she didn't bring her A game, and I don't think it was really fair for. To have Juju be having another finale without crown, but that's a very personal opinion. But Blue, Blue was a smart bitch because he got um, um, the Thai lady out, like oh Panjana, yeah, like smart because that turned the whole thing around. I don't think she could have won the whole thing. No, her. but that's the game, isn't it? And that's why all star rules are bollocks, just because like it it means that you got might you might end up with a finale full of people who are not that good and don't start it properly. Okay. Luck yeah, yeah, naming no names. Bag of chips. Well I will name names because I don't care if Bagger comes but, um, to this podcast. Um but yeah, I I think worthy winner, great competition, really entertaining and shitter. Jimbo for absolutely everything. Jimbo's read of Pangina in the finale was one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I skipped all that. I just went straight to the final bit. I've got a bit bored recently of all the talky bits. Yeah, you you know. I well, Jimbo, Jimbo was like, well, first I was angry. And then I was realised, you can't be mean to Pangina, Pangina. You can't come in and say that she's a skanky bitch with bad hair and... <laughs> <coughs> just insulted her for like five solid minutes and went, I wouldn't say that though. It That's was just... a problem with Jimbo, isn't it? I love Jimbo. I'm sorry. I don't care. Very, very shady. And so, I'm here so for it. I miss all this now because what I do, because it's an hour and ten, mm. I watch the beginning bit and then mm. when all sitting around doing makeup talking about their life, I don't give a monkeys about that. I go all the way to the runway and just watch the dresses and whatever the skit is and then get to it. I cut about 30 minutes out of every drag race. I'm quite happy with it. I used to like it when they did the little sit and talk and doing makeup things. But I... I'm so bored because it's the same conversation. Well, well, the thing is, it seems like they get handed a topic before it starts now. Like in the past, it was at least like natural. Things would come up naturally and they start talking about it. Now it's like, oh, should we talk about homophobia today? And it was just Again, like, it yeah, just... I've heard it. I've heard it. It's like, it, oh, my yeah. dad used me. My mum never supported me. 
We've heard it all. We've heard it. No, I'm not attacking. But no, no, I'm just saying, I think they're important. Yeah. They're important conversations, but I think they're better when they happen naturally and not like on it's, a cue card. It like, clearly looks like they're shooting from angles. It's like, action. Oh, so what do you think of homophobia? It's like, oh my God, it's so staged. Mm. I'm going to be honest with you. Bagger getting all the way um, to the final has still irked me a little bit. but I understand why people like Bagger, but... Basic bit. She ain't for me. I still think Jimbo and Pachano should have been in the final with um, Mara and uh, Blue Ranger. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think, I don't think we've seen the last of Jimbo. I think Rue likes Jimbo, so we know when Rue likes somebody, they're coming back, right? Yeah, so hopefully next time they do the versus the world, they bring a lot more queens because it really didn't feel like the best of the best. If you're going to well, do it, make it a year-long show. Make Give me 52 queens. Best of the best from every country. Just have a knockout like a World Cup. Have the best eight from America, eight from England, eight from Canada. Just do it like a big 32, 52 battle royale drag queen over a whole year. Don't give me nine queens. Give me 52. Let's do it properly. I tell you what, though, I downloaded World of Wonder Presents because I, when I was ill because I wanted to watch season 14, and it's actually quite good. Not on Netflix in the UK. I don't think it's as popular now. Well, I don't think I don't think it's as, I think it's about money more than anything else. To be honest, I think they wanted something to sell the World of Wonder app. I wouldn't buy it for any other reason. But um, do, you, do you think it's not as popular now? Because it's been it's been it seems to be every five minutes is another drag race. I think people are beginning to get a bit sick of how stale it's getting. I don't think it's that. I just think that um, the people are getting greedy around it. And if Netflix ain't playing the dollar, they wanna they wanna put it out on their own app. So I don't have to watch it. That's great. I, I kinda need to take a break from drag race for a while. I love it, but it's every time I turn around there's another country's drag race. It's like, yo, you don't need one for every country. Yeah. I don't know. I've not seen any. I've I've, I've only really watched Canada and the UK. I've not seen any other ones. Don't watch the Australian. Oh, the down under, down under. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. It was awful. Like enough. It's Australia, but your drag queens were awful. Like our worst drag queens were just sat on their face and farted in it. Don't know why I'm doing it. Why I'm saying that, but you know what I mean. I I think I know what you mean. Some people pay for that. Okay. Yeah, I'm face sitter. What are you gonna do? Um, no. Don't know what I'm talking about. No, no I, that's from a song. I'm not a face sitter. No. Oh my god. Oh what? Man. No. Oh, I'm taking man. a break. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there, man. I'm taking a break. I'm just taking a break because I just feel like I'm drag raced out. Even All if right. next UK one. That's fair enough. We could talk about it if you see some more, but. Let's just have a moment to celebrate. Let Blue have the crown for a little while. Deserves it. Deserves it. Love absolutely, Blue. Absolutely. 100% deserves it. But I think, yeah, let's let her have the crown for a little while before we crown the next one. Smirky little bitch. Yeah, that's the third drag race in the BBC in a year. Like, in 12 months. You need to give it a break now. It's three seasons in one year. It's in a, it's too much drag race in the BBC. It's like, yo, you need to, like, take the rest of 2022 off. Come back next year, give us a year off with no drag race, make it special again. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I see another drag queen, I'm just going to stab them in the eye with a fucking stiletto. Damn. 
No, I'm joking. No, I'm yeah, not. no drag queens are actually at risk of ruin. No, no one's at risk for me. It's fine. It's just hyperbole. Nobody cancel us. <laughs> I'll be the reason we get cancelled. Yeah, it's going to happen. No. Um. So there's that. I, I just wanted to get Drag Race out of the way. There's your Drag Race. It might be yeah. a, a, in a while that we talk about for the rest of the year, maybe. Possibly. I'm sure Tyler and Troy are doing bat flips right now. I'm like, yeah. No, so we want to be so inspired by it. Yeah, it's not for everyone. But so, who wants to talk about anything about Drag Race? Anything <laughs> about Drag like Race? <laughs> um, okay. Um, I'll how is she up and down with her food? Is it cold over there? She's she like she's trying to keep warm. It is cold over there. Okay, cool. Thanks, Tara. She's muted herself. She's eating her chicken. We can see anything we want about Tara now. She's not here to defend herself. It's not chicken. Uh, hash brown. I got corrected. I stand corrected. <laughs> It's so there is a question for Helen here because we've got a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah there's a spam from Colin from Glasgow. Wanted to know what is the biggest embarrassment to Scotland in terms of actor, sports person? Is it the Scottish football team? No, because they're like I think the Scottish football team know who they are. Right. We are. This is the guy that had, you know, this is the team that had a, a World Cup song called "Don't Come Home Too Soon," right? Yeah. I don't think the only the thing that embarrasses me about Scotland is um, when people who aren't Scottish do Scottish accents. I think you're saying Nicola Sturgeon. Okay. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name and shame any of my fellow Scots, like, but. I think what really annoys me and what is a, what is a national disgrace is when actors do accents and there's like the Scottish oh. actors out there, mate. Like just hire a Scottish actor. I'm thinking specifically about Behind Her Eyes where the guy has, you know, there's a guy in there with a really bad Scottish accent and every time he opens his mouth, I'm just like, I'd rather, <laughs> I, I'd rather you unmute. Yeah, I really, I've heard some really awful American actors trying to do a Scottish accent and you're just like, Oh lordy, Bill Gibson's yeah. Braveheart is one of them. Jesus Christ, that that one jumps all over the place. There was okay. There's one on something the other day, and I was just like, "Are there no Scottish actors like David what? Tennant?" David Tennant's an excellent Scottish actor. He's a great. He's most probably Scotland's best actor at the moment. He's certainly one of them. Karen Gilliam. Yeah. I would also say uh, Andrew Gar um, Andrew Garfield. No, Andrew he's English. Yeah, he's not Scottish. <laughs> Who's Scottish that I'm thinking of in the Marvel MCU? Oh, that's annoying me now. The, the guy from Eternals. No, no. Irish. You mean Drake? He's Irish, right? I don't know. Is Gerard Butler? Jared Butler's Scottish. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking it's Andy Murray. Sorry, Andrew Garfield and Andy Murray. You kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you you got Ewan McGregor. You've got Alan Cumming. You've got um. Billy Connolly before he passed. Yeah. He was a fantastic. Actor. Billy Connolly's not dead. Oh, he's still alive. Good. Yeah. Time. I was about to say, I was like, what? I think you'd have heard about that by now. There's no way the yeah, Scots would be able to keep quiet about losing the big in. I was about to say. 
but yeah so instead of saying like this scottish thing is a disgrace like i would say that definitely non-scottish actors doing scottish accents what's the worst scottish accent you've ever heard there was the one on behind her eyes i think the <laughs> the therapist guy what and like why i'm sure there were other actors available they're like yeah but i think like it just find it so hard to believe that that entire casting process that it went through so many people thinking oh that's a really good idea that person really does sound scottish like it must have got through like 20 people and not a single one of them is a scot like come I on i think i have one as well but i'm trying to remember the name let me, let me get it oh i love the time there was an anime called negima and the american translators decided to um how do you say it? they decided to basically um say oh yeah you know wales is part of england He's from Wales. That's in England. It's like, oh no, 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 no. If you say that to a Welsh room, they will, they will stab you um, with a leak. Um, and the, the accent in Negimo is one of the worst English. They, they think he's English. They gave him an English accent when it should have been Welsh. It was awful. Like, uh, Mine is probably um, Adrian Paul. Um, if anyone's seen the Highlander series. Oh yeah. <laughs> I tell you I tell you what though, right? I'll tell you uh, my favourite Scottish accent moment is when David Tennant did a different Scottish accent for Des. Yeah. Oh I loved it. Loved it. It's like that attention to detail is so good. Like he could have just done his own accent and like <clears throat> most people in the world wouldn't have yeah. noticed. But I was like, oh he's gone oh my boy's gone and done a Fraserburgh accent for this. Because he knows, he knows that there's people in Scotland that'll go, oh, you know, not talking about the murders, not talking about how awful everything was, not talking about, you know, what a terrible thing that happened. No, well, David Tennant did a Ouija accent for a man from Faserborough. Would have been, would have been the talk of the internet. Oh, there, people. <laughs> I would have to oh, say Peter Capaldi is another strong actor as well from Scotland. Peacock, excellent. Yeah. Fantastic actor. He's not in much at the moment. I just want him to be in more stuff. Like, yeah, David Tennant's on a tear. We've said this before in this podcast, but David Tennant is literally everywhere at the moment. He's racking up some great, great, great stuff. I know everyone talks about stage, but there's so much more stuff he's in that doesn't get enough recognition. Definitely. Criminal on Netflix. He's in one of those episodes. And he's great at that because he's playing that Kilgrave style. I'm a bastard. He can play a real good bastard. He does that in Deadwater Fell as well, doesn't he? We've talked about this in the podcast from Channel 4 last year. Yeah, really good drama. My pal's in that. Which one? David Tension, um, mate? No, she's, um, she's a face painter and she got hired to be in a face painting scene. And she's there. You can see her in the background. I bet you David Tennant introduced himself to her. You can imagine it's something David Tennant would do. Yeah, he, she did say he was rather charming. Oh, he's come over and said hello to her? Yeah. I would shit myself if David Tennant came up to me and be like, what's that smell? Sorry, man. Big pleasure to meet you. I've just shat myself. And then he'd say... Right through me, David Tennant. Oh, and then he'd say, oh, you're one of the who lot, aren't you? Oh yeah. my 
you know Peter? <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they're both on high road at the same time or something like that. Oh my god. I've never been a legend, bro. He's a straight legend. So anyway, what's the worst thing to come out of Scotland then? Like we've talked about the good stuff. What's like the Scottish person you wish you could, like like actor or anything, like TV show? Or... I'm just trying to think. Robbie and... Nesbitt. Oh, I love Robbie Nesbitt. I can get into it. I think it's a very Scottish thing. Like it's a very particular type of Scottish person. Jado. <clears throat> I'm not like. Jado. <laughs> Gledo. <laughs> Gledo. He's quite funny. I like Gledo. He's a professional wrestler from Scotland. He's oh, right. Okay. No, the thing is, is, I can't see. You'll never get a Scottish person to slag off another Scottish person. That's the thing. Like, I'll have, a wor- I'll have a word with somebody in private and then I'll be like, no, no, I love my country. And I love my people. Scottish people are quite funny, though. Oh. We tend One of to- Diamonds from Games Masters, that most probably the first Scottish guy I clocked when. Ah, now you're very funny, sir. And the uh, new guy on Games Master on E4 has oh, also done a really good job. It's Rab Lawrence from Burniston, isn't it? So. Yeah, I'm, I've now watched Console Pania because of um, his run on Games Master was really good. Okay, I've been watching Castlevania too. Okay. So, no, I'm not I'm not going to be drawn into naming a Scottish person that I Nicola don't Nicola Sturgeon! Like. Just say Nicola Sturgeon and Andy Murray and be done with it. All right, Alex Salmon then. There you go. Who? The, the Nicola Sturgeon before Nicola Sturgeon he used to be the leader of the SNP. And he's turned himself out to be a wrong-in. So. A wrong-in, I love that. I'm not mocking Scottish people. I don't really get them quite well with Scottish people. It's better than I get with Northern Irish people. So, you know, at the end of the day. I mean, at the end of the day, there's not much between us. So, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> what, what would you say is the best Scottish accent then from a uh, non-native that you've heard where you were like I'm surprised they're not Scottish oh alright oh, oh, who's done the best Scottish accent this is accent? the same question again from the same guy um oh shit oh. Hmm. that's a hard one I have to think about that actually um that's that's tough. Like I I can't ever recall hearing one thinking, yeah, that's all right. Like they all tend to annoy me just a little bit. Usually because they're geographically incorrect. Like what a lot of people don't know, she says, pulling up a seat and getting all like, yeah, is the like regional regional accents are a thing in Scotland. Like I there's been times when I've been in London and I've overheard somebody talking and I know they're from my hometown. It's that specific. Yeah. No, so yeah. usually my complaints would be something really petty like that, right? Okay, well you've got a good Scottish accent, but what you've done there is you've done a West Coast accent when that person's from the East Coast, or yeah, that, which is why it impressed me so much when David Tennant did it properly. I'm trying to think of um, the guy from X Men is also one of my favourites. Oh bloody hell, the Scottish McAvoy, James McAvoy, he's brilliant. But he's actually he's actually Scottish though. He's Scottish, he's Scottish. No, but I'm saying I'm just going through my favourite Scott actors. He's another one. I would happily watch in anything because he's he's brilliant. He is good. Cute. He's cute. Actually, there's he's... a lot. There's, I was thinking. I was just going to say Michelle Gomez as well. There's a lot of um, yes, yes, a lot of Scottish talent on Doctor Who. Yeah, 
Then there's Stephen Moffat. I don't want to keep going back to Doctor Who, but they have amassed quite a lot of good Scottish talent on Doctor Who. Mm. Moffat. There's a lot to be grateful to for Scotland. Again, unlike Northern Ireland, which has contributed nothing to anything of any significance, you've got Wales, Scotland and England. I can name a lot of actors from those places. There are some Northern Ireland. I'm trying to think, like, far off. But Republic of Ireland, I can think of quite a few people. Oh, Dairy Girl. You've got Dairy Girls from Northern Ireland. Yes, that is good. That is true. Which I talked about last week. I, I do enjoy Dairy Girls. Or the week series, before. Series 3 is happening soon. Hmm. Season three? Yeah. Happy about that. But I will have a think about a good Scottish accent from a non-Scottish person, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, um, Duncan from Scotland, it's just seems like the Scottish that are coming out tonight, um, has said, well, um, he, you've also been able to get him to watch Lost as well due to Lost special. So, well done. That's another convert in the... Uh, Ha ha ha! Go ahead. Yes, it has begun. Maybe what? Helen should travel the world, telling people to go watch Lost. This is similar. <laughs> people everywhere she goes. I think. I think you know my legacy's there. It's there. It's in that episode. Take it, children. <laughs> Take it and share it. Share it with them. David, Jake Abrams, and David, Darren, and Linda. <laughs> Oh my god! It's, it's it's a good show. It's a good show. Um, and also one more question from uh, Ian, uh, from Liverpool. Okay. Scousers are out here as well. Um, um, what do you think it would take for Scotland to get independence from England? Braveheart on television the night before the referendum. I think. I think this most recent government in England has shown Scotland that they need to be independent, like because it seems like England are genetically incapable of voting in their own best interests. Yeah, I would agree. And um, I think watching the country um, vote in Boris Johnson knowingly, like before when he was Prime Minister at first, it was only because Theresa May had left, and that was kind of like, okay, we need, a, we need a temporary Prime Minister, let's do it. But to sit there and knowingly vote in Boris Johnson as their choice of Prime Minister was like, nah, you're on your own. And I used to be, I used to have my doubts about independence, just because like the financial situation and, you know, the fact that a lot of Scottish income comes from people who aren't Scottish, like, you know, a lot of there's a lot of people in Scotland who aren't Scottish doing an awful lot of work and I wanted to know that their rights would be protected and I didn't you know I think there was some talk of that but it was always like for the Scottish you know Scottish people and then so I was kind of little, but yeah the day that that election result came in I was like yeah go for it Scotland there's no way there's no way you should be having to put up with the, what what this what England are picking no definitely not I okay. think, yeah, just be shown the footage of the last general election and just say, look, look at what England did. You want to tie yourself to this mast? <laughs> nah. Okay. So, I think we're going to get some TV talk going on, actually. We're going to, because we've not talked about any television except for Drag Race and how good David Tennant is. So, who wants to start? Well, I think everybody's heard enough of my voice for now, so I'm going to punt that over to somebody else. Tara, would you like to kick us off? Uh, you want to? Uh, <laughs> Troy. 
Because me and Dadden have done most of the talking. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to start with another zombie flick, um, in case you guys haven't heard of it. Have you guys heard of Kingdom? Yeah. Yes, I've heard of Kingdom, yes. <laughs> I haven't, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, okay. right. Yes, yeah, so basically it's another Korean zombie show with fast-running zombies, and uh, for this actually it's located, I mean... Uh, based on you know those mid 16th century in the Joseon era of Korea and yeah it has zombies so basically we'll go all the way back to there are two seasons and there's also a special movie called Ashing of the North which shows the origin of the plague so basically this plague turns people into zombies so let's go back to Ashing of the North it's a prequel actually to the first two seasons so this actually starts historically where, uh, okay, just a thought, okay, you know, um, last time, uh, okay, yeah, so basically there are a few tribes actually, and, you know, there's this tribe in the middle, they're neither Jurchen or Koreans, Jurchen's actually Manchuria, uh, which was not a part of China at all last time, they were their own kingdom, but, you know, China colonized them, yeah. So uh, there's this tribe in the middle that are neither Jurchen or Koreans and they're treated like outcasts. And so there's this girl, Ashin, she's actually played by a very famous Korean actress, actress Jun Ji-hyun. Uh, you guys know Blood, The Last Vampire, the live action, yes, right? Yes, right. Yeah, the, the, the film's a bit crap, but uh, live action's the anime's amazing. The anime's amazing. Yeah, live action's always crap. So yeah, that Korean actress is the lead in this, in this action of the North. So it actually starts when, you know, her entire family, when they're treated like outcasts and her tribe gets massacred by either the Koreans or the Georgians. And I think she's actually taken in by one of the Korean the military troops and they're really mean to her. They actually gave her a pigsty to sleep as a room. Like, what the fuck, right? And she grew up in a pigsty. That's just fucking off. <laughs> no wonder she's so angry. Like, who grows up in a pigsty? Seriously. Okay. So um, when she grows older, she they actually... So somewhere in the north of Korea, north, 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 north Korea, now it's a communist regime. So back then, Korea was united. So um, they actually discovered this like, purple flower, which can bring people back to life, but the person turned into a zombie. So she actually used that method to bring her entire village of people back to life and kept them in a shed or something. And whenever she captured, like, you know, enemies from the Korean tribe or the Georgian tribe, she would feed them to those people alive. Yeah. So in a way, she could control the zombies by shackling them. So how do you do it? You actually extract the essence from the purple plant using a needle or something, and you put it in the wounds of the deceased person. There's this yeah. little worms or something that will crawl to the, the corpse and make it come back to life. So that's how the entire plague started. And a pharmacist actually from Seoul, which was called Hanyang at that time, traveled to the north, to the Northern Kingdom, to actually learn about, you know, more medicinal practices. Because the king was actually dying of smallpox. The king of the Joseon dynasty was dying of smallpox. So um, this pharmacist actually, I forgot his name. His name is Lee something. Oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, he actually... Um, found out, you know, this method of reviving people via the plant. 
and he actually experimented on the king of you know Joseon Dynasty, who was dying in his quarters. Yes, so this goes to season one of the show when the king is dying of smallpox. So is that chickenpox? I don't know. They didn't have a cure for chickenpox back then. So um, the state councillor actually decides to hide the king's death until his daughter, which is you know the evil queen, produces a son. Yeah. And she's actually a concert, actually. She's not really a queen. So the son who actually has a legitimate claim to the throne is Lee Chang. He's also played by another famous Korean actor called uh, Ju Ji-hoon. He is always a crown prince in every drama. Like, you know, I don't know why. Forever a crown prince. <laughs> yeah, since I was 15, since princess hours, he was the bloody crown prince for 15 years already. Now I'm 30. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> crown prince. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So once the king actually consumed that plant, he became a monster at night. So the king was actually hidden from the sun himself. And the sun actually got really curious and went to the king's quarters and was surprised to see his dad is a zombie. Oh, like that, you know what happened to you? You how come you look like Resident Evil? Yeah. And then after that, um I don't know what happened, but um so he was actually, I don't know what happened to him because they were actually, you know, last time it was very political, even in the Korean dynasty, they were planning to overthrow Lee Chang. The state council was planning to overthrow Lee Chang and make his daughter, the queen, the empress or something. Yeah, until she gives birth to a new son. So Lee Chang actually had to leave the palace grounds. And uh, yeah, so that's when the journey begins. He leaves the palace grounds with his loyal servant who later betrays him because he was under, you know, an influence by the state councillor. The state councillor threatened the king's lawyer servant that if you don't do this, your wife will die, your pregnant wife will die. Yes. So Lee Chang actually goes out in the wild of Korea last time to find, uh, you know, the cure and everything. And that's when it starts. Like, you know, they go to this abandoned village. And in this abandoned village, actually, uh, people are dying and they have no food to eat. So there's this guy called Yongshin. Yeah, he actually finds a corpse, but he doesn't know the corpse is infected. So he feeds it to the entire village. And overnight, they all turn into zombies. So only Yongshin and the nurse, Unbi, I think her name is Unbi, right? Uh, I can't remember her name. Yeah, only both of them survive, actually, by locking themselves in a room. So that is how the play actually starts. And... You know, the funny thing about these zombies is they're only active at night and by daytime, they're all hiding and sleeping. So the whole show is about trying to make everything happen during the daytime and running from zombies during the night. So you see plenty of like, you know, uh, scenes where your heart beats rapidly and very fast. Like, you know, they're running from zombies <laughs> through mm. the forest, through the woods, through the river, everything. And the season one actually ends with... Uh, so they actually go to this other city where in the south, I think it's Sangju, I think, yeah. And uh, they actually try to defend, you know, like the city from the zombies, you know, and there's a siege and everything, they build a wall and everything. But, you know, the season ends with like, oh yeah, it's 6 a.m., it's daylight, uh, sunrise, we can stop fighting. But it doesn't end there. The zombies have evolved and they, yeah, they are still active. So they have to keep fighting during the daytime. Oh, it won't snap. Oh, no. Yeah, actually, and season two, they actually delve deeper into trying to find the cure for the season. And so apparently that queen that was so-called pregnant, she actually faked a pregnancy by putting a pillow inside basket. 
Yeah, and she actually kidnapped many pregnant women in the village to steal a son and dump, you know, the girls so that, you know, she can fake a pregnancy. But in the end, she dies anyway. Zombies eat her, thank God. So actually, season two, uh, yeah, they actually find the cure for the disease in season two, which is, you know, when the worms enter the person, like, uh, you have to quickly submerge yourself in water, then the worms will come out before you end up dying. Yeah, that's the cure for the disease. Apparently, they found out, you know, the cure. And, you know, apparently the zombies have evolved to run around in daylight because it's not about, you know, whether there's sunlight or what. It's about the temperature. So it was actually going to be winter in season two. So zombies could roam around like 24-7. Yeah, but I know I definitely recommend this movie. There are a lot of like intense moments, you know, where people are running from zombies and fighting zombies and stuff. And everything is just, you know, uh, done really well. Yep. Okay. Five star. Oh, five star. Okay. Hold on. This is from a woman that never gives ten, nothing ten on the. Five stars, she said. No, five but this is seriously good. I, I watched the Korean version, then I rewatched again in Japanese stuff. And yeah, everything became clearer. And how the, the plague and everything started, and why people, you know, why they did this and why they did that and everything. Oh, okay, I expect that. I have, to, I have to check it out after that. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Korean zombies are all really fast, so I, I don't know why for some reason. I remember Train to Busan. That's the last time I saw a zombie Korean. <clears throat> yeah, um, the zombies run really. I love the way the zombies like bump into the the, the the chairs like it's um. Yeah, realistic, just like ah ah. Yeah, like they wouldn't be stopped, and their arms will go like yeah, push, yeah. like it's brilliant. It's like proper they bounce off of things. They keep running down. Oh yeah, it's crazy because these are like proper actors and they're bumping off of each other like down a train carriage past. It's, like, it's yeah. cramped. It's crazy. They all come over the seats and everything. It, it's amazing, Train to Busan. I watched that before a horror movie. Yeah, Train to Busan has Gilgamesh in it from I mean, it's the K pop bands. Oh, yeah, He's Gilgamesh. not a K-pop fan. I'm talking about the, the Asian dude in Eternal. Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, Kumal Nanjiani. Nanjiani. The guy, the Asian guy from Eternals. Is yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's really good. The guy from um, Silicon Valley. The one with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what Helen's talking about. Yeah, he's the one in training. He's also in training. Yeah, the, the, the big one, the buff one. Oh, yeah. the buff one. Yeah. Yeah. The buff one. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's always taking care of us. Ah. No, I got some man. But uh, yeah, so, okay, Kingdom. I keep seeing it, like, literally, he's coming across my feed, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many shows I'm watching right now. It's just like, it's too much, too much stuff to watch. Yep. Okay, so I'm gonna quickly go in. Mine's like one show. Okay. <laughs> one show. I'm here to talk about very quickly a Netflix original called Last One Standing. Last One Standing. Okay. Trey seems like he's heard of it. It's a new Japanese comedy talk show with the popular and powerful Japanese comedy duo Chidori. So basically, 24 comedians and talents are taking engaging in talk battles to move on to the next stage where they're starring in a thrilling drama with strong actors. So basically, how do I describe this? If you take 
a well-shot Netflix drama. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what the concept is. Then they cut to a scene where they then have the act of the comedians in a room. The, the, the plot will take them to a room and then they have to just like, they're given a subject by the actor and then they, <laughs> and it breaks the ice for a second. It's really funny because in these types of shows, the Japanese people, the, the hosts, you can always hear them talking over the action, which is something I always love about Japanese panel shows is when they start talking over the actual show. So we have to keep cutting back to them. And they, they are literally taking the piss because there's comedians trying to be serious drama actors on this show. And you can just hear them taking the piss. Oh, that's cheesy. Oh, that's a bad line. And, but then they're basically they're judged on these two scenes where they're all together. They're given a subject and they just start talking bollocks and just try and make everyone laugh. And it's like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race at the end. One of them just gets eliminated. But the problem is they said they have to keep rewriting it. Because if a character, they're all different characters, so if one of them gets eliminated, it changes the script, which is hilarious, because then you see, they're kind of like, ah, I needed him, why did you take him? It's like, it's crazy. It's it's, it's all over the place. It's brilliant. <laughs> and um, there is an AKB former idol in, in the lineup, and she's actually quite funny. No, she's actually quite funny. She's the one that shaved her hair off. Oh, the crazy one. They did a yeah, bridge. So, we need to explain to Helen what, AK, what an AKB48 is. Yeah, please. They're a bunch of talented, talented whores who all wear school uniforms, grown women, wear school uniforms. Dance really badly in front of wow. Japanese men and do bikini photos and all this crap, and they're not very good. Think of Spice Girls, about 48 of them, dancing really badly in time to shit music. Um, but they all try and act. And I've always said, anytime I watch a Japanese show on this bloody channel, there's always one of them secretly lurking in the cast. This is an AKB mm -hmm. one. You can normally tell them they're the ones staring at the camera like they're a deer in headlights. Like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Robot. Oh, that's no, bad. No, she's actually really funny because there was a great bit where they've gone. So there's a school across the road. Like they're from hell. Can you imagine what the teacher would tell this class in the school assembly? And they're all like, <laughs> you must suck on a titty really hot or something like that. And she just came up with some really disgusting. What? You, you've got to suck on a titty. And it's like, oh, so funny. Yeah. It's just funny. And then there's stuff where, tell us the time that you weren't appreciated. And you hear some of these real life stories. And it's like someone who like, oh, he didn't recognize me even though I'm famous on Netflix. And he talked to my partner and just told me to go get the tea. It's just quite funny. And they're just, and it's got staff from the Naked Director. Yeah. So there's actors from the Naked Director. Other Netflix shows from Japan are in there that I've noticed. Okay. It's really good. It's different. Some of the humor might be very Japanese, but I, I find it really hilarious. And I think the jokes in there are Western enough for people to understand the, why it's funny. Okay. And it's a different idea. It's quite funny to see the drama keep changing because, and it's quite funny to see the actors that are, they just kind of like, you can see them laughing and they're trying to like keep in character. Like, mm -hmm. you know, 
And it, it's something different. It's not another love show. I've been talking about a lot of love shows on Netflix recently from Japan. So this is, I hope to see more of this comedy stuff. Something cool. Because yeah. there was a show on Amazon uh, with samurai driving uh, cars in road um, battles as well. I can't remember the name of that. But um, Yoshimoto is the agency name who have produced this. They've done a lot of Netflix, uh, Amazon stuff, so they've gone over to Netflix now. And um, I have noticed that Netflix have got a lot of Japanese comedy coming up. Yeah, so of- it's good to see because it's good stuff. Even like I know me and Tara and Troy are more in it, but Helen, even I think you could watch this show, Last One Standing, and actually. Okay. Yeah. I generally yeah. laughed out loud quite a few times reading the subtitles, just like hearing some of the stories and like I don't agree though, someone got eliminated in the second episode, mm. one of them kept quiet, didn't say anything and they, the other person got eliminated I was kind of pissed because me and my wife were like, oh that person shouldn't have got eliminated, oh, are you serious are you on crack are you smoking drugs? You can't smoke <laughs> drugs in Japan. You get, well, you get deported in Japan for that stuff. But, like, they must have been smoking some weed or something or crack or something to eliminate this person. I disagree. <laughs> if you know, if you watch the show, you know right now you're all like pumping your head, nodding your head in time on the bus or at your workstation going, yes, Ben. I'm sure we'll get loads of emails about it. We won't, but. It's generally <laughs> you never know, but you never know. Well, then it's very yeah. like a juju being he's going to stay all the way to the final and win it, isn't he? He's going to annoy the shit out of me. Yeah, you know, it's gonna happen, it always does. Every season, every show, like that. there's only one that you hate. So, last one standing. The, the funny thing is, it's set in a school, and you've got all these 50 year old men, and the commentators have been taking the piss out of it. They're trying to look like young actors. And the, the commentator's just like, he looks 60. Right? Look, how, look, he's balding in the middle of his head. Like, they're taking the piss out of him. How is this man trying to be a high schooler? Like, come on now. It's quite funny. It's ridiculous. It's just the fact that all a lot of the men are 40 and they're really trying to get young and they keep turning to the camera and doing this. Uh, they're trying to do the American high school. They're, they're going for it. <laughs> 40-year-olds from high school in that. Yeah, go watch it. Last one stand. Anyway, that's me. That's that's it this week. That's all we've got is one. But you, Troy, how are you getting on with Euphoria? Oh. I listen, you know what I'm doing? I haven't touched season two yet. I haven't touched it. You haven't touched uh, season two. I'll halfway through season two. I haven't touched it. I've been watching other shows. I'm, I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save the greatness of Euphoria. Are we talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger muscle show that you wanted to talk about on Netflix then? Go on, so why are you watching women flexing their muscles? How did we get here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that right now. That's I don't think there's movie. anything wrong with a man wanting to see a strong woman being strong. No, I don't think it's a wrong. problem. I'm just very surprised because Troy's never told me that he likes bodybuilding before that. So it's you know, you know a surprise. Because I was watching some wrestling and I saw Arnold's classic come up and I was like, let me uh, check this out real quick. So Arnold's you just want to watch something a bit different? Yeah, so I was saying, let me just put something real quick and I literally. Where did, you, where, where did you watch it? Where, 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 where? Um, I watched it online. I watched it online, man. Checked it out because oh. there was the different feeds and that. Uh, so I said, you know, okay. you check out the Arnold, Arnold classic. Um, well, I, I, am the, I am the governor. 
Yeah, yeah, he was there. <laughs> he was there. There was, there was a, basically there was slap fighting, all that stuff. Like literally slap someone in the face until they're knocked out unconscious. Basically. You are the so, next Terminator. You are the next Terminator. You can do my job. <laughs> you are the, the next Terminator. The governor. So he said, so literally, so this is um, you know, like obviously the, the TV contest, all of that stuff, man. The wellness, the slap fighting. That was the slap fighting is my favorite one. My favorite event, slap fighting, because. The women were getting involved right. in that as well, slapping in the face until someone's knocked out. The the men was just those that, that men's fiber was fire. The slap was ah. I thought they just posed, but it sounds like they properly get do different disciplines. This is interesting yeah. to me. It was insane. I was like, when did they start doing that? And he was like, because it was a brand new event, they did slap, what do they call it? Slap championship fighters, they were something like that. Interesting. Um, yeah. So they have to knock the other one unconscious. Yes, literally, that's the goal. Like, KO someone with a slap. Oh, okay. They have to have that like, earbuds in, it's like, not damage their ears and that, but some, some of them, they keep those in. But then they just did the studio, so they charge it up and go, ah, unconscious. And, and you see them just go, crumble. And I'm like, like, considering how much muscle they've got, I'm sure that they can slap really hard. Bro. Those are those are like Hawaiian guy in there. He's my favorite, my favorite guy in this whole tournament. Yes, it's a Hawaiian guy. Cause um, there was a lot of foreign judges there. So he was like, cause um, he went to hit this guy in the face, like square in the square in the, in the cheek. But this this guy was foreign. Guy was like proper like doing this with his neck, keeping his chin down so he wouldn't get unconscious by the slap. So he was like, hey, hey, what, hey, lift your chin up, man. Lift your chin up. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Proper like, you know what I'm saying? Getting into it and saying, oh man, there's not enough American judges. He was getting the crowd round up. It was, it was, it was awesome. It was, it, was, it, was really good. it was really good. But that was something different that I watched as well. So I literally put on my channel. So that's where I've been seeing it. But um, yeah, man, it was something different. I just checked it out. Um, our sports festival, if you want to like, if you're into the different kind of sports and they do like, wait, they do all sorts um, down there and a lot of disciplines. So yeah, check that out if you want to check that out. But um, um, first pick, let's see, what was my first pick? My first pick. It's something that I was recently watching. I've been, literally only three episodes in, really, uh, first season, because um, I, told, I said to everyone I was going to watch this show after I finished Vikings. So, I know you're probably guessing what show this is at this point. You're probably guessing it. So it's called The Last Kingdom. Oh, yes, I heard about it. Okay. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I've been so expecting I'm... this. I've been expecting this. Yes, yes, so... Around the same kind of time as the uh, original starting of the Vikings um, in the 800, uh, 800s um, in that part of the world. Um, we follow this character. So it's from the English perspective, in a way, um, from the show, more in that kind of thing, even though we have an English character called Uhtred, who, yeah, he's like the son of this, uh, this king who gets overrun by the Vikings who raid, who is a, Vi who is a Ragnar, the original show, but obviously you're played by someone else, but it's a Ragnar over there. And it kind of takes perspective of, it looks like that's the Ragnar's dad who you first see in, in, the, in the show. And I'm like, that's really interesting. I was like, Ragnar? In the original Vikings, you never see his father. You never see him or his parents at all. Ragnar's already a, a, bit, a grown man at that point when the show starts off. Who's trying to take over the Earl and then he gets this holding, becomes the conqueror later on. As everyone knows, um, but yeah, so you see a Ragnar's father, and we have a character called Ragnar Younger. So I was like, "Is that supposed to be Ragnar?" In the future, he looks just like him from the original show. It's a younger version of Ragnar, who's like the oldest son. 
So that's, that's obviously Ragnar from what we know from the Vikings. So I was like, okay, I was like, okay. We've got, we've got other characters called Oba, who's like a savage, who's basically Uber from the other original Vikings. So you have characters from that um, kind of world anyways, who's coming to invade, uh, well, trying to invade Wessex and all of other places, Northumbria, all those kind of places. So and I was like, it's, it's kind of interesting, man. I was like, I'm loving this show. Three episodes in. Um, Uhtred, as a little kid, is, um, for, oh, well, spoilers, I don't go too far. I don't go too far. So he gets, um, he becomes a slave to the Vikings at some point because they overrun his little little piece of land, who is the, who is the kingdom of, you know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be king of, he's supposed to be the next in line. But his older brother died, so he gets his older brother's name because his dad doesn't want to, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, mess up the apple cart and like who's successing who because he, um, Ragnar, the older Ragnar, the dad, cut off the older son's head, threw it down outside um, their um, establishment. And that started a whole war from that part, um, part of the world to the Vikings. And then that started off when they started taking different places of England. But I've only a couple of episodes in and, I, and I'm seeing this stuff and I'm like, oh my, it's, it's different because it's not as dynamic as Vikings. I'll say that. It's not as dynamic as Vikings. Good character development, but in terms of um, difference of like how, how they speak, you know, like the Vikings, they had that the accents, and a lot of them from different places in the world in real life anyway. Like that kind of Scandinavian belt. We had a lot of them over there anyway. But in this one, there isn't as much of those in this show. Most of them kind of have the English twang to them anyway, all of them, even the Vikings of them just sound English. So I'm like, it's kind of thrown me off a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm used to the, um, that kind of speak. I'm used to that kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? The Scandinavian voice twang to their voice. But... So is it a bit modern speak or is it like a... Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it feels too modern, you know what I'm saying? Like... So they're going to be like, yeah, blood. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, that kind of thing. You know, saying it's like, why does it sound so English? I'm like, what is I, going on? I mean, if they, if, I mean, if they start going Budweiser, Wether, then then you definitely got. A <laughs> yeah, that's going to go too far. Yeah, I tried to say all that, but that's going too um, far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. To that point, yeah, it feels like in a way, but um, yeah. So they got a lot of good characters there. You've got King Alfred. You've got those kind of face people in the in the show. So you've got um, familiar names. If you've seen the original show, there's different names and faces that you kind of recognise in the show. But um, we follow Uhtred, as I said before. He grows up um, and he wants to reclaim his land, which I've got to right now. He's trying to reclaim his land. He's literally um, announced that he's almost his Viking upgrade, upbringing at this point because he's originally a, an Englishman, a Saxon. So he, go, he goes back there and he's trying to infiltrate at this point and Young Ragnar comes back at this point because Earl Ragnar um, has been slain at this point and he has come to kind of get revenge on Saxons, you know what I'm saying, come to reclaim that he's on his birthright and all that stuff. So that is kind of the crux of this show at this point. And it's really, it's really good. It's a good show. It's a good start. I, I like it. I like it. There's a lot of stuff happening so far. And, and it's kind of rushed in some ways, but at the same time, it's Traveling along quite well, and I'm like, I'm missing some things you see. I'm like, wait, did I miss something? I'm like, you know, when you watch a show, you're like, did I miss something? Something just jumps in the show, and I'm like, what the heck did I just miss? 
but then you just catch up after a while because it kind of fill in the gaps from throughout the episodes with like little stuff intertwined into intertwined in certain stories that's going on. But um, but yeah, I say it's that's uh the last kingdom. I think there's. Hold like, on, I just wanna. I've just seen something kind of come in my feed. There's a new Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Why? <laughs> You're not gonna touch <laughs> your yeah. I've been trailing that for ages now. Yeah, that's been a while. That yeah. I don't know how I've missed it, but really? Gritty yeah. reboot. Really? Gritty reboot. It's more redundant than Chelsea without Roman Aramovich being their owner. So really, it's going to be redundant. Oh my gosh. Seriously, that thing should just appear like Chelsea Football Club. Just, you know, no. <laughs> like, the original is amazing. I always get worried when I see a reboot. I think he's producing it. Will Smith's actually producing this one. Yeah, he's involved. Yeah, isn't he? Is it any good? Does anybody know? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I'm going to check it out at some point, but I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't touched it yet. I've still got the nostalgia feels from the original Fresh Prince. I'm like, I don't want to look at it right now. I don't know. That theme tune is the best theme tune of all time. I'm just going to say. And I've seen entire pubs where you put that song on. Everybody knows the song. (laughs) But then they get to that bed, 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 bed. Dun, 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 dun. Like, they all kind of you know when he gets walk up to the house, say, hey, Sally. Then when he gets up the cab, everyone just goes, because nobody can keep up. Ridiculous. But the license says the question is nice in the mirror. Every time they get to it, you just can't hear it. Yeah. Right out the front door is still the funniest thing to me. You can tell he was having fun. He was just smiling all the time. Oh, Uncle Phil, man. That's why I can't watch it in this new one because it won't have the feel of the original cast. Yeah. But, um, but to finish off on The Last Kingdom, um, the first two seasons is, is BBC made and the season three is Netflix. So there's a little few stuff I'm carrying around in there. So I, know, I, I, know I don't know what it looks like on the, the Netflix feed right now. I can't on Netflix, but it's probably all in there at this point, right? At this point, I don't know. The Last Kingdom? Uh, yeah, Last Kingdom. You can check it out if you want. I don't know if it's all on there or not. Or maybe just season three, but I don't know. Cool. Yeah, Vikings are cool, apparently, all of a sudden. Valhalla. Now there's... Valhalla's Netflix, yeah. Vikings. They didn't use zombies. <laughs> zombies in that, man. Vikings are the new zombies. That's the title of this episode. It was going to be Billy Connolly's Not Dead. It's going to be Vikings are the new zombies. I'll take that. Vikings are the new zombies. That's a good episode title right there. (laughs) But yeah, man. Last Kingdom. Boom. There you go. So that's uh, Oh, I want to say something right now. A little little catch up. Just one. Just one catch up. Just, Just for today. Um, I've been uh, up to date with Raised by Wolves. That show is so good, bro. Oh. Raised by Wolves. Have you finished it? He's like, got it. I'm up to date. Still on. Still on this season. Season two. Yeah, before, do you want a new season? Woo! Raised by Wolves. I think it's episode seven right now. Yeah, season two. So good. So good. That's all I'm going to say because there's a character called Sue. Um, Sue, so, she, yeah, she is um, it's oh well, this mother, but she has a mother's face, 
but she isn't really the mother because she killed her mother years back. But she's like basically very fond of this kid who she's taking care of at this point. And she feels she's going to become Soul's favourite. So anyone seen the show, Soul is this um, godlike um, um, figure in the show. But you never actually see Soul. Soul is like a, you know what I'm saying? As someone that they pray to, that these are people pray to, they call them the believers. Um, and she finds this uh, this kind of spherical cube. And it opens up when she starts to get into the boy. And there's this stone, this kind of biological slash mechanical stone that goes into her hand. This is the latest episode. I'm just catching people up right now. And literally, she just starts to transform. She digs a hole. And you know what happens next. She digs a hole. And she becomes this massive tree. And I'm like, oh my God. She becomes a tree. And I'm like, what is going on? And it all ties, it ties with Vikings as well. Because as you know, Travis Ragnar from the original Vikings in the show. He's one of the main characters. So he, he's out here feeding this tree. This tree's alive. Hearing the heartbeat. And he's like, oh my gosh. My girl turned into a tree, yo. What's going on? What's going on? Um, and, <laughs> and this massive serpent. So if you're watching the show, The Serpent of Mother. Android, you can have kids. We've been programmed to have kids, and she has this, you know, this snake, this massive snake that can fly because she can fly because she's a special um, mechanical um, savior. She's got these abilities, and it, it, it literally eats this tree. It eats the boy's mom. It just goes, just folds up. And this massive serpent just exhausts this tree and gets weaponized. Because apparently he this this serpent was there to take out these believers. It's all man, this I love it. It's chaos. I flipping love this story. This story's amazing. Red by Wolves, futuristic sci-fi greatness. That's what I'm gonna say about the show right now. It's it's, it's chaos, man. That's my catch-up right now. Let me see Red by Wolves. Represent, yo, because I love this show. Made the whole episode. Get into it. Get into I it. mean, as usual, I've never seen it, but you've made me want to watch it. So, you know. <laughs> Helen only watches Troy's picks. Actually, me, Helen, if you see, you'll be like, what is this? But somehow you're like, it's greatness. It's greatness. I'll have a look for it. <laughs> Made the So, there you go. Two, two seasons right now. Well, second season almost finished, but yeah. Cool. Woo! Are you done then? Try is that all your fix? I'm done. I just, want to, I just want to get out of the way. HBO Max. There you go. You know what to do. <laughs> cool. Okay, I'm gonna go for like a few things that I've been watching on the BBC because you know I've got to give them props. They've been doing all right this week. Yeah. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna give a shout out to EastEnders this week because it's been absolutely brilliant. But I know <laughs> it's a long time show, and I ain't gonna convert anyone who don't want to watch it or doesn't watch it already, but they've got a new slot, new set, you know, they've tarted up some of the cameras a bit and all that stuff. And you know what? They've introduced it with a really good week. There's been a character that's been needing to get his comeuppance for quite some time, and he got his comeuppance this week, and I really enjoyed it. So fair play to him. Like, he said, it's good this week. Does anyone shout, get out of my pub? Nobody shouted, get out of my pub, sadly. Uh. 
sadly, but somebody did get, you know, brained by a wine bottle in the pub. So was it Phil Mitch? Was he finally dead? Did he kill Ian Bill? Please tell me they both died. No, Phil and Ian are still very much alive. Ian's disappeared. Phil is in prison. But is it was Ian, also is Ian also, homeless? Or is he still? Where is no, he no, he's not homeless. No, he's not homeless. So basically, the plot set around the there's been a serial killer on the squares killed a few. Well, I don't know if he's a serial killer. He's only killed three people, but he killed his wife last year. And then there's a combination of a big domestic story, domestic violence storyline. And then, you know, he killed a couple of other people trying to ha- cover that up. So this week was him getting his comeuppance and his big final hurrah of being a very bad bastard. And, you know, he's the actor is very clearly enjoying himself and having the time of his life. <laughs> playing this guy and I think yeah it was a really satisfying finale, really satisfying conclusion I'm really happy with it I really enjoyed it, it was a good week it's not often that you get excited to watch EastEnders because it can be a bit grim but this week I've been like is it time for EastEnders yet? pretty much every night so you know fair play to him Um, another thing that I finished this week was This Is Going To Hurt which is the adaptation of the Adam K book of the same name about a junior doctor. And I'd been watching this uh, in like time with BBC, so I'd watch one episode a week, but I got to a tipping point this week where I was like, no, I'm going to have to just watch the rest of this and I play now because I need to know what happens. <laughs> and just the journey, I think the arc of the last three episodes, it's been kind of a bit light, a bit amusing, you know, a bit like, oh God, what's this situation he's got himself into now? Yeah. But all of that, I mean, it has had its dark, light and dark moments, let's face it, but all of the kind of lighter moments had a payoff. You know, there was a darkness to it. There was an arc, it went somewhere. And I think, yeah, it's important watch and a powerful watch, not an easy watch and really not an easy watch if you've experienced recently experienced baby loss or any kind of trauma like that. But I would definitely, so go in with caution if you are pregnant as well, by the way. So, yeah, so anything like that because it is about a gynecology ward and it's filmed locally, so, you know. Mm. <laughs> that was that little thing as well for me. Anyway, but just those are the things that I kind of particular about her. But my big, big pick for this week is Mood on BBC3. I was going to watch this. It's really good. Um, so basically, it's a, you know we think it's, you think it's going to be one thing when you first start watching it is that it seems like quite a trivial, shallow drama about social media and Instagram and all that stuff, but it gets dark, very dark, very quickly. So basically, it begins with this woman like acting like she's in a music video and then everything suddenly falls away and you realise the reality of the situation is that she's woken up with in a bed with like smoke on her hands and half a kebab and absolutely no recollection of the night before but you know that she sent like 300 messages to her this guy and she's trying frantically trying to piece together what's going on and it she kind of hits rock bottom falls out with her boyfriend falls out with her family ends up pretty much on the street and ends up getting taken in by this influencer kid who like was like, oh, you know, I make money from Instagram, I'll show you how to do it. 
and it soon turns out that you know the the work that she's doing on social media isn't just about having a photo taken shall we say so it kind of I don't want to do too much spoilers, but it kind of veers into slightly darker territory about how, you know, people in a tight spot might want to make money online. Mm. And it kind of just examines, like, a lot of Instagram versus reality stuff, but an awful lot of stuff about, like, repressed trauma and how repressed trauma can show itself through your behaviour and your actions. And just a little bit about how easy it is to take a dark path when, you know, there is darkness and you've had some difficulties in your life. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's it's really good. It's, it's by a new, um, new talent. So she's been commissioned to write and direct this new television programme. And I just think, yeah, I think when the BBC um, really wants to champion somebody new, and give somebody just free reign to write something great. That's where the real strength is. Yeah, and this, true. you know, they gave, and especially with like, you know, it's not like they gave Michaela Cole a series and was like, right, we've done that now. You know, we, we don't need to give these women with a really strong voice and women of colour with a really strong voice in the series. Like, we've done we've, we've done I May Destroy You, so that's ticked off. So they've given somebody else that same opportunity as well, and they've really run with it too. But it's also um, musical. They've also decided yeah. to explore it further, and I think that's good. A different voice this time. Yeah. For female. yeah, yeah. So, because everyone has different experiences, I think it's good that there's a bit more. The BBC have done really well the diversity quota now. They're doing really good getting different backgrounds of people. And, you know, we've said this before. They're not ignoring just white people. They're trying to get everyone's voices heard now on the yeah. BBC. And I think that's great. And if you have a problem with that, don't watch it. Or watch it, something else. Some people I don't want to hear about, though, because they tend to like the same boring things. I'm glad the BBC continues to try this, because there is an audience for it. There is people like you and me and other people that want to watch different points of view and have a diverse yeah. background. I want that. I think the people that don't want that, are one problematic and two, um, they're very much um, as Helen's boy husband, future husband, sneaks into the background. Yeah, saw him sneak in. He was very careful, very sound tonight. Yeah, he knows. He knows the story. God bless him. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, if you don't like it, then go and watch literally any other show. Yeah, because I like it. I love the fact that it's so diverse now. It, British television has come a long way. Yeah, but also I forgot to say that the the, the girl in the show, yeah, she's a musician. And the the show is interweaved with her kind of musical numbers and songs and. And the yeah. songs good. Yeah, the songs are great. Of course they're good. They wouldn't let her do them if they were rubbish. Yeah, it's not like they're not like comedy songs or anything like that. They're just. Are like, they like Glee or are they like urban? No. They're urban, so it's it's. Okay, urban. Okay. Yeah, okay. so That's she's good. like Glee. Sometimes Glee. I love. Yeah, sometimes not, the songs are cheesy. They tend to happen in her fantasy sequences, so she does have like these fantasy sequences where she, kind of needs to detach from reality ever so much slightly so that's when it kind of goes into this instagram music video world kind of thing yeah i love a little bit of london yeah. urban lately so i'm really excited to hear that that's what it's good it's good it's really good I'd, I'd highly recommend it i watched it all in a couple of days oh well how, how many episodes are there uh, i'm not sure actually i think it's eight i'll double eight. check Mm, magic number that magic number number eight 
Okay. Yeah, but yeah, good. that's what I've been watching this week. Uh, I know I've seen it somewhere and I was like, yo, move it. I was like, it looks interesting to me, so I'll check it out at some point. It is. Yeah. It's six episodes, see, even better. Um, so that that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Thank you to everyone as always. Um so Helen, do you want to do the socials first? Uh yeah, square I sin at gmail and at twitter.com. Lovely. Um Troy and Tara, would you like to do your socials? Go on, to, go on, Tara. Put your socials out there. Check out my channel, Titty Man, Asian Titty Man, yo. Uh, it's changed, okay. That's, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the link. And I'll put it in. Pet, pet, well, pet Asian titties with brown nipples. Asians have brown nipples, yo. Unless they bleach it to be pink. Wow. But one who bleached it to be pink. So yeah. Every week I learn something new about Asian titty men because of you. Thank you. <laughs> No, but one whole bleached his nipples pink. When Asians men have usually have brown, light brown ones. Oh man. Sorry, <laughs> kidding. There's no words left. I don't think I have any words. Yeah. All right. I, I, I just do mine, flip it. I'll just do mine. Legend of All 101, YouTube, A, hey, pop culture reviews on reactions. Whatever, man. I can't, I can't follow that. I can't follow that. I'm, 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 no I'm, one can follow Tara. Tara, <laughs> once she's had a McDonald's, it's all on, basically. <laughs> I have an Instagram page. I'm just going to pump my Instagram, Ben Watanabe. I take pictures of graffiti. There we yeah, go. Yeah, I your graffiti. Lots of good, 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 I work in a really good area. Yeah. Yeah, I find some really good artwork because I walk all, well, I work around Brixton and other areas around there. You go down, I always, when I've got spare time between places, I always have a look down a side street because there's always some graffiti somewhere and it's really beautiful art. So, Ben Watanabe, go check it out because there's some good artwork on that, those walls. I try and represent Brixton as much as possible on it. <laughs> go, 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 go graffiti Brixton <coughs> more so I can get some more artwork. Don't forget. Uh, I think, I think it's South Bank. Is it South Side or Bank? Yeah, they have. You know, like the place under the Thames River, they have. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to have a look, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we have a look this weekend. Um, okay. Irish Paddy Day. Okay. Right, you know, no, it's Republic, so that's the main thing. Not Northern. Um, well, I've really drop kicked the Northern Irish this week. Um, but Blue, Blue Harange is a nice Northern Irish one. He's funny. I love his bitchy side from Drag Race. So, you know, let's get that. That's think, some relations back with the Northern Irish there. I think maybe, yeah. Let's 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 cut that short before you take yourself any. Yeah, exactly. I don't hate any country. I just hate people in a country sometimes. So hey, I'm an equal. Yeah. So anyway, um, so basically, um, what else we got? Yeah, House of Animation should be back in a couple of weeks. I'm trying to get Troy to do a Sunday with us so that we can record. Hopefully we can do a Sunday, but it will be back when it's back. Do not worry, we haven't forgotten about it. It just takes breaks regularly. Just help us out. But Syndrome will be here every week. Syndrome. Yep. Ben, you're muted. Ben, you muted yourself, mate. Yeah, you muted yourself. And there's a Facebook group. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. You should have not said anything. It would be so funny. No. Uh, there's a Facebook group. 
And there's mm. Alex DeToro's uh, linking for mental health, which is quite important. A lot of things are going on at the moment. People feel a bit worried about various things. Please go and give Alex a call. She's very, very good at talking to people. And then there's the artwork. If you want to know where the artwork for the podcast comes from, it's down below. My wife provides it. Go and check out her blog and maybe buy some art pieces. That would be really fantastic. Thank you very much. Yes. Cool. Well, Scry syndrome. So it's goodbye for me. Goodbye for me. And for me. And for me. Hmm. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to go back to Northern Ireland after this. No, episode. that's you. That's you done. Yeah, done. Bye, everyone. Why? Hmm. Maybe it starts with D. <laughs> <laughs>